Welcome to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Jeremy Autry. And I'm Chuck Mead. And today we are going to kind of continue into our discussion of phones. And we're going to be talking more about the addictive nature of our smartphones. Jeremy, phone addiction. What is it? Well, first of all, there's a lot of debate about whether or not uh, phone is true addiction um, or um, what is a chemical addiction versus a physical addiction and psychological addiction. But the truth is there is an addictive controlling nature to our phone and the things that we can do on our phone and the way we feel when we look at our phone. Here's a definition that we found online. Um, phone addiction is compulsive overuse of a mobile device, usually quantified by how often you look at it or how much total time you use it. This is a lot. There's a lot of material that you're going to find not only from Christian sources, but also from secular sources. And um, so here's just a few facts, a few statistics that we found is that 56% of adults check their phone an hour after they go to sleep. How is that possible? Hour after they go to sleep. How do you do that? I'm not even sure how you do that. I guess you just go to bed and then you like wake up an hour later. Like I don't know, or the notification wakes you up. Maybe, or you just can't sleep for more than one hour without checking your phone. Something like that. Sounds like addiction. Well, um, so we're starting off with a couple of statistics that are considering adults, so we know it's not just a kid and teen problem. This is an adult problem. 80% of adults check their phones within an hour after they wake up. I think that number's really higher. We just had 80% of adults who were honest about it. I yes. think uh, almost yeah. 100% of us check our That's phones accurate. within an hour. 66% of the world's population has a mobile device. Jeremy, share about when you were in Haiti and what you saw. Uh, third world country. I'm in Haiti. We're on the top of a mountain. It took us three hours to drive to the top of this mountain. And almost every Haitian adult there, they didn't have electricity in their homes, but they had cell phones. Uh, they would have a um, a solar panel that they used to keep their phones charged, which, you know, for them, it was a different situation than us even. That was their one connection to the outside world. Yeah. But uh, it's crazy how much this has infiltrated not just our individual culture, but our world in general. It's not just an American problem. It's all around the world. So people tap, swipe, and click on average of 2,617 times a day. iPhone users unlock their phones an average of 80 times per day. Um, Users spend an average of two hours and 51 minutes a day on their smartphones. That is one-eighth of your total daily hours, uh, counting for sleep and everything. One-eighth of your life is spent on your phone. And it was interesting. I don't know why this was in the list of facts that we found, but it says residents of the Philippines spend three hours and 57 minutes every day browsing social media. According to smartphone usage statistics if by country. If you're in the Philippines, if you're a Filipino, take a break, man. Get off yes, your phone. Smartphone. I mean, social media, we think, oh, this is just an American. Like, that was, I guess, the highest ranked country in social media usage. This next one uh, was crazy to me. Yeah, 26% of car accidents are caused by smartphone usage. One quarter of every car accident. 
which um, more than 26% of the people I pass on the road are using their phones. Yep. And that's when I look up for my phone to see what they're doing. Oh, just joking. Oh, I hope so. Uh, 31% of smartphone users in the U.S. never turn never turn off their phones. I literally don't remember the last time I turned off my phone. I mean, it's just not something we do because it's, I mean, I'm, I don't know if that's good for the health of your phone or not. We restart it when it's messing up. That's, yeah. And that's the only time. My yeah. phone froze up. I'm going to restart it. This was interesting. 52% of American teens want to take steps to cut back on their use of smartphones. Yeah. That means they themselves believe that yeah. there's a problem. They want to address it. But it doesn't say they do. They just want mm-hmm. to cut back. So yep. pointing again to the addictive nature. 45% of American children aged 10 to 12 have a smartphone. I, I thought it would be higher. I thought this so is too. a very current study we looked at. Yep. It happened in twenty two. Mm-hmm. So um, I really thought that would be higher. And then eighty two percent of employees put their smartphones where they can see them while working. That's me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not surprising. A lot of times we need our phones part of our work, part of our communication. So, Jeremy, you are the scientific no, man between not at the all. two of us. So I'm not the scientific guy. Let me just <laughs> say this in as um, as plain and simple, bottom-shelf term as possible. The truth is our use of our cell phones is not just changing us on the outside. It's changing us on the inside. There are chemical changes happening to our brains, uh, long-term effects to the chemical makeup and the physical makeup of our literal brains that are happening Uh, Scientists have proven this, studied it. They know for sure our brains are literally being altered by this overuse of uh, smartphones. People in the future shed more light on this. Dolan Williams probably knows a lot more about that chemical stuff because I don't know. Um, Maybe we can ask him some questions about that. He seems like a brain chemistry expert. (laughs) He he really does know some stuff. So Jeremy and I, we were looking into secular sources, scientific sources, um, about phones as an addiction. And what were some of the results, Jeremy, that we found? So here are some, um, some symptoms of, of uh, smartphone addiction. Um, sleep deficit, lower ability to concentrate, mm-hmm. creativity blocks, aggravated ADD, attention deficit disorder, Uh, This hits me, obviously. Anxiety, not the anxiety hits me. The attention deficit disorder hits me. Um, Anxiety, reduced cognition, stress, loneliness, insecurity, impaired relationships, poor grades, and psychological disorders. All of these can be symptoms of the addiction to the smartphone in your pocket. And there's also some disturbing things that come along with it. As we are well aware now, this is not a separate, this is not an entire episode devoted to um, anxiety and depression. Those are going to be things we talk about in the future. But the sui- according to the CDC, the suicide rate has grown across the board since the smartphone came on the scene. Rates in depression by girls rose by 58% since the smartphone came up. Yeah, 58%. And scientists, uh, therapists, psychologists link that. They think that the smartphone has a big part to play in those two really scary increases. So this is the biggest thing we see. This is a universal problem for all 
ages. It's not just a teenage issue. A lot of times people want to give teens so much grief for being addicted to their phones. And while it is an issue with teen- teenagers, especially with their brains still uh, forming, molding, developing, um, it, it, it needs to be addressed for, for teenagers, but it is not just a teenage no addiction. Way. No and way. And so, Jeremy, what would be some signs or symptoms? And we don't have to list all of these, maybe just some ones that stick out to you that we found of that your you or your kid is addicted yeah. to their phone. What uh, the first one strong lying about smartphone use. I think um we lie not just to other people but we lie to ourselves. Yeah. I think if you look into your smartphone usage, if you have a, an iPhone, you can literally go to screen time right now and uh look at how much you used your phone yesterday. Um, we're lying to ourselves about how much we're actually using our mm. phones. Uh, so be, being dishonest about how much you, you use your phone is a, a sign that you might be addicted. Wow. Um, neglecting your duties at school or work. Um, checking your other people's profiles on social media repeatedly. Accidents or injury due to phone use. I have literally been walking around downtown New York City looking at my phone, walking into strangers because I'm, which I was lost in New York. So yeah. I'm looking at my mobile say, app. Hey, I'm walking right here. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, lack of concentration, isolation from loved ones. How about this? Angry or irritated when your phone use is interrupted. Mm. Getting up at night, we already found out most adults are checking their phone within an hour of going to sleep. Getting up at night to check your phone. Reaching for the phone the moment you are alone or bored. Um, This happens to me. Phantom vibrations, thinking your phone's buzzing when it's really not. Um, If it's difficult for you to limit phone use, if you find yourself craving access to your smartphone, man, I wish I had my phone. And uh, or if you are experiencing FOMO, the fear of missing out. Um, we make fun of our, not make fun of, we talk about teenagers experiencing this, adults we do too. If that's a, um, a thing that is tied to your phone, that's a pretty good sign that you're experiencing addiction. Phone addiction is a real, real issue. And Jeremy and I, as with all these subjects, we're not coming to you as we have mastered the usage <laughs> of our phone. We haven't. Um, we are still growing and learning and these just doing this research and studying the statistics man it's convicting just to think about our own usage jeremy and i looked at our screen time results of the past week if you tell them what mine said we're not friends anymore. <laughs> this is not something we have down this is something we want to grow in um but why we need to ask why are we so addicted to our phones and um people we we can point to different reasons jeremy some people honestly view um, addiction to their phones as a way like I I want to connect and love my neighbor and the way I connect and love my neighbor is communicating with them I think phone. and I think that's truer um, as we look at younger generations mm-hmm. obviously Chuck you're a generation younger than I am so that there's some truth to that more for your generation even than mine my kids who are a generation younger than you they were native born into this environment mm-hmm. and it's a big part of how they communicate with each other and interact with each other and validate each other and show love and appreciation to each other 
Um, in their, in that culture, it's considered rude to leave somebody to, to not respond mm-hmm. in a timely fashion to something. So this is not, we're not being silly or mocking them when we say this is a real concept in their mind. Yeah. They, the term ghosting comes up and that's of just like not responding after someone messages you and just uh, even it may appear that you have ghosted someone if you don't respond because they're used to getting responses right away from everybody. So again, I'm not saying that's that mindset is right, that that's there's nothing wrong with that attitude, but we have to understand that's a big reason. Man, a big reason too is just we want to escape reality. Jeremy, what is what does that mean? Well, um, our world sometimes can be tedious, boring, not funny, mm-hmm. and our phones and and the um, videos we can watch there, the people we can interact there with, um, the the articles we can read, those things are interesting and funny and not boring and TikTok videos last, I don't know, six seconds or something, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's always something new coming up next. And there is no standing in line, being bored, just riding in the backseat of the car. We don't have to experience that because we have this powerful device in our pocket so we can just escape this boring reality that we're stuck in. There were these games, maybe they're still popular, but I remember in middle and high school, these online games called, they weren't even really online they were just games like the sims and second life and it was all about and a lot of video games do this where you're just creating a um you know a make-believe world where you can do whatever you want and people are drawn to those things because depending on where your life is at it's an escape from reality and that's a lot of times what social media does it is uh, well, not just social media, but just getting on our phones in general. It escapes our reality, whether we're satisfied with how our life is going or not. It's normal for us to say, hey, I've got this moment when I'm bored and I can just go and be purposefully distracted, entertained, and there's an easy way to do it. Our teens are using their phones for a couple of things. First of all, they're using it to replace a savior in their lives. Mm. This phone can be the reason that I feel important, that I feel noticed, that I feel loved, that I feel like I matter to somebody. That's why we get addicted to the dopamine hit from somebody liking our comments or Mm. responding to our um, social media posts. And it can be the place that I uh, not only replace my savior, but I replace my reality. We talked about that. I don't have to be bored. I don't have to be um, this doesn't have to be tedious or or unfunny. I can go and experience a better reality, more fulfilling reality on my phone. Our phones are also giving us an opportunity and anyone the opportunity to be heard. Get on our phones and we post things. We communicate with other people. Um, we share our thoughts. We share uh, what's going on in our lives. And we like the audience that that comes when we ultimately... Are the audience we must seek more than anyone else or anything else in the world is the audience that we have with God himself. We have that opportunity through Christ to be heard, to be seen, to be loved by the creator of the universe, by the savior of the world. And it's not bad to want to take a break from being bored. By the same token, it's not bad to want to be validated by other people and be noticed by other people. But the problem comes in when that's the only way 
yeah. the major way that we achieve those things. And ultimately, this device is going to let you down. They're not, you're not always going to feel validated. You're not always going to feel heard. You're not always going to feel loved. This device is a, um, an incomplete savior. It can't be God in our lives. So that's why this leads to um, depression. That's why this leads to suicidal thoughts, because the thing that was fulfilling that need to me, for me, something happened, and now it's not. And I'm completely let down by that, and I don't know where to turn because my, air quotes, Savior, my, air quotes, God, my idol, failed me, and now what's left? So ultimately, we and our kids are using our phones to be loved. If we really got down to the heart of, okay, why am I getting on my phone all the time? If we really examined ourselves, we would realize that we use our phones to be loved, heard, seen, entertained, distracted, and ultimately to be satisfied. Yeah. But our that, again, is our phone. We're attempting to take, uh, let our phone take the place of our Savior. Our phones are replacing what God's role in our life should yeah. be. And so now that thing's controlling me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to function without this thing. Yeah. And boom, that's a definition of addiction. I have to have this. Um, it's fulfilling this role and nothing else can do that. Yeah. And now I'm controlled by this device in my pocket. And 1 Corinthians 6.12 speaks to directly into this. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient or helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will be not. I will not be brought under the power or the control of any other. Thing. Yeah. So it's not. Hey, you can't have this phone. Break it. Throw it away. It's not necessarily that. It's just how can I have this thing and it not be dangerous for me, but expedient? How can I have this thing and it not control me? That's the thing. We've got to understand phones can easily become ultimately an idol. So what are we going to do about it? How can we put our phones in their proper place? Jeremy, where would we start with this? By Two seeing, concepts. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I'm terrible at this. Two concepts. First of all, the first thing that um, we want to consider is the model that we're setting for our kids. This is not just a teen problem, and my personal phone addiction is not just negatively impacting me, but the people who are closest to me and watching me and saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my cues from him and learn how to, to handle life and to do life, they're watching me suffer through, stumble through this phone addiction. I'm uh, Confession time, I'm not doing a great job always of modeling this for my kid. This is the first step. I've got to look at me and my behavior and be a better model for my kids of how I can love Jesus and own a smartphone at the same time. Yeah. So it starts with modeling better phone behavior and then teaching our kids the danger of this. Um, So we need to, all the things that we're talking about, the facts, the statistics we shared, that shouldn't be something we keep from our kids. Again, going back to lazy parenting. Lazy parenting is just saying, no, I'm going to take away your phone. You're on it too much. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Lazy parenting in this situation, there's two different extremes and they're both lazy parenting. Lazy parenting, side number one is, hey, boom, here's how many hours a day you get to use your phone. Or... Boom, I think you're using your phone too much, so we're taking a break. Go Mm -hmm. put it away. That's lazy parenting. But also, hey, 
Just use your phone as much as you want. Let's right. don't talk about it. And um, everything's going to be okay. But Both instead, of those yeah. extremes are lazy parenting. Right. But we've got to have, then have these dis- these discussions. We need to be sharing with our kids the why. Hey, here's why. Yeah. Look at what everyone in society, not just even uh, Christian sources are saying. Look at what, sci- what scientific and uh, medical sources are saying, the dangers of this uh, addiction to our phones. Uh, Chuck found... When we were doing some research for this episode, Chuck found an article on why the screen time uh, function was added to the smartphone. Mm-hmm. And it was the major shareholders of Apple demanded that something like this be added to the smartphone because they saw that it was dangerous for their product because society was starting to realize how dangerous smartphones were, mm-hmm. that they had to add something to be a, uh, a controlling application yep. for this. Uh, side note, the rest of the article said kids have found it to be child's play. This is the language it used, child's play, to get around the screen time application on their phone that their parents use to control the time. So it's not enough to just use the technology. We have to also have mm-hmm. the conversation with our kids yeah. about why why we're thinking this this way and what the real dangers are. Yeah, that was from a 2019 article. And so maybe they have tightened things up. I'm sure they're trying to their best and they're always trying to adjust. But that's why it's not just restrictions that has to be paired. Restrictions must be paired with conversations and discussions and training, discipleship of our students. And those discussions need to be about the dangers of the smartphone, but they also need to be about the gospel truth. Mm -hmm. Hey, you're great. Hey, you're loved. Hey, the Bible says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, Our conversations with our kids need to validate them, and we need to be showing them that they find their purpose, their um, their worth, their love in Christ first, mm-hmm. not from this phone, so that when this phone or any other thing or person that they put in that role, when that when that thing or person lets them down, they know, hey, I don't have to be depressed about this. I don't have to consider suicide. I still have my relationship with the Creator. Yeah, and so I think that is a big part. Just pointing to the our our kids. That the distractions that we seek in our phones, they're never going to satisfy us. Not even sinful. Um, we, we could spend a whole episode talking about all the sinful dangers of our phones, but even just distractions that aren't sinful in of themselves, they are never going to satisfy us. Only a relationship with Jesus Christ, only um, seeking Him with our whole heart will truly satisfy us. So as we're thinking through this, obviously, we already said we have to be a better role model for our kids in this area. We have to have discussions with our kids in this area. And then once we've done that, um, we just want to talk through a couple of things. These are things to consider. Uh, we already pointed out in a previous podcast, we all have to parent differently because of who we are, who our kids are, how the Holy Spirit's leading us. And that's okay. But these are areas that you should consider. And we're not saying here are the lines you should draw, but these are our concepts that you should be discussing with your spouse and considering as you parent in this area. 
Yeah, so Jeremy already mentioned screen time. Um, if you've got a device that, and I'm, I think in our conversation with James, we discovered um, there's a similar feature with Android devices, but weekly review your personal and your family screen time. Take some time when you get that report, when you can see it, to just not just be like, oh, man, Apple's judging me again. <laughs> Stop and examine. Look at where we're spending our times, what apps you're spending time on. Yeah, because you may find that you're, when you first look at how much your phone is on, it's a ridiculous number. But if you're like me and you get lost when you try to drive across town, some of that's going to be your your uh, map. You yes. know? So that's, you're not a bad person for needing a map. Right. You might be um, dim-witted, but you're not a bad person for always needing your map like I do. Um, <laughs> but so take a look at it and discuss your kids with them. Don't just look at it and bring the hammer down. Look at it and have a discussion with them. Mm-hmm. Then you can also just consider a curfew for phones. For And this is, again, not just for your kids, but for yourself personally. But consider a curfew, and that's going to look different, like James mentioned in our interview, would look different for certain kids, what ages they are, how spiritually mature they are, um, what time does your kids stop using their phones. Consider that. Here's some other topics of conversation you might bring up with your children and talk through individually with them or maybe even as a family. What kind of things are you using your phone to look at? What do you think about when, you, when we look at how much you're using your phone and how much you're doing on these different device, uh, different apps? What do you think about that? What's good? What's bad? What's okay? What, what seemed like too much to you? Do you see the dangers that are inherent in these apps? And do you see why there's a concern from me and the rest of the world and why you should be concerned too? Is there any part of the phone usage that you think is unhealthy? And then you can move into discussion about, hey, this is what we're going to do about that. Or, hey, here's how you could make a better decision on that. And, hey, here's how I'm going to come alongside of you and check behind you and help you in this once you've brought them on board with that discussion. Yep. And then maybe you can then look at your schedule, your week together as a family and carve out time for your entire family, and that includes from the parents, that is phone-free. Maybe it's at dinner. Maybe, hey, we're going to do play this game together, and our phones are going in a basket. They're out of here. Or you're even if you're going to, hey, we're going to watch this movie together without being on our phones. I remember watching, going over to my friend's house in college, and we would have, like, movie night at a friend's house, and my friend Rick would always say, Chuck, get off your phone because I would get (laughs) off of work and I wasn't on social media. I remember just flipping through the news. I'm not a news junkie, but I guess at that time maybe I was. And I just wanted to see all the sports and uh, news headlines for the day. And I would sit down, but he wanted, and my friends wanted me to be present with the movie that they wanted us to see together. Yeah. I know that's still another screen, but it's again, it's about that shared experience. How crazy is that? That we have to even consider that. Let's play a game without looking at our phones. Like I've literally been sitting around a table playing a board game. We all have our phones out reminding each other, hey, it's your turn. Stop looking at your phone and roll the dice. You know, it's crazy that we so want to be overstimulated that Mm -hmm. we have to be entertained in multiple ways at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, important point, if there are no phones at the dinner table, a common rule that a family might have. That means 
no phones at the dinner table. Your phone shouldn't be at the dinner table right. either. Um, it's not healthy for you to tell your kids how dangerous something is and then do it in front of them. Right. Um, so draw the same lines for yourself that you're drawing for them. Uh, obviously, we can't do that in every situation. There are times that this has to be allowed for a parent. It's not allowed for a kid. But this is one that is an easy, let me model this for my kids. I can spend an hour at the dinner table without my phone. Yeah. I think with all this, as we're talking about, okay, we're going to remove these distractions, but what are we going to replace with them? We can't just say, okay, I'm not going to uh, get on my phone as much, but let's look for meaningful practices, meaningful interactions we can have with our families in replacing our smartphone usage. So that may look different for different people. Um, I'm a big fan of reading. <laughs> like, Yuck. Yeah, reading is a big deal. That's something some people are just repulsed by the idea, but maybe and maybe it's not reading. Maybe it's like, hey, we're going to do this activity together. We're going to put this new, um, this new thing in our family schedule, or we're going to carve out this time to do this instead of just being distracted by things yeah. on the phone. Yeah, maybe we're going to uh, the park to take a walk. And we're going to all leave our phones in our pocket. Oh, you know, yeah. Maybe there's this time. Maybe it's a video game. Uh, I love video games. I played um, basketball 2K video game with my kids yesterday. I sat my phone down. We played a video game for an hour. That was family time in 2023 without our smartphones. Yeah. I'm so spiritual. See how <laughs> spiritual I can be? So spiritual. NBA 2K6. What? Is that it? I don't know. Something. Yeah. So that's the, this is going to be so, this is so hard. Every time I've tried to make, um, make a decision, okay, like we're, I'm going to make this change in my smartphone habits. It's hard to do. You feel like you're, and this is what people have compared it to with teenagers and taking their phones away. It's like you're cutting their arm off. Yeah. It's just almost like we don't know how to function. We don't know how to wait in a grocery store line yeah. without looking at our phones. But what we find mm. is we will begin to be more creative. We will find uh, thoughts, being able to be alone with our thoughts without distractions help us to hear from God more. And it begins to really bring almost like a muscle we've not strengthened at all of our brains back yeah. into play. So tying a bow on this, I think we're getting close to our time. Just tying a bow on this, uh, you have to know phone addiction, whether you agree with the terminology, the danger is real. It's a real thing. And it's messing with our brains. It's messing with our relationship with each other. It's messing with our relationship with God. It's dangerous. We need to be aware of it. We need to be conscious of it. We need to talk to our kids about it. We need to set some a plan, a proactive plan in place to be constantly reevaluating this situation and doing our best to combat it. Um, the good thing is we're not alone in this. The Holy Spirit's there with us. And uh, it's beyond us as parents, obviously. But that doesn't mean it's not doable. That is a good way to close it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us. But in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Thanks, guys. 